This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. All right, hey, everybody. How we all doing? Happy Wednesday that kind of feels like a Tuesday that could also be a Thursday. I don't know what day it is. Nobody else does either. It's okay. We've got two hours here on the Workday Red Zone where time doesn't exist. Okay, that's not true either. But, uh, hey, just we're just winging it today. That's uh, not really anything different than we do any other day. But we always appreciate you hanging out with us and just being along for the ride. Again, it is the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for tuning in on the ticket. KDA 970 AM, along with 95.3, 96.9, and 104.1 KBRI. We're streaming online at 95.3, theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. What you do there is you download the TuneIn app. You search for KNEA, and you're all set if you want to shout at us today. Uh, really, really easy to do. Just call us, 870-930-3776. You can also interact with us on social media, facebook.com slash 95.3, the ticket, and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie or by using the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by Keith Merritt. Good afternoon. As well as producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So for the most part, everybody all present and accounted for on the show today. On Wednesdays, there's a, a lot of times we touch base with Tom Bowen, uh, the Arkansas State Vice Chancellor of Intercollegiate Athletics. Still a little TBD on if we're going to be able to do that today. Uh, but obviously, we're going to continue to talk a lot about what happened Saturday for Arkansas State against UCA. We're going to start looking at uh, his previous stop, Memphis. And what that game's going to be like this weekend and several other things along the way. Do want to mention, uh, coming up tonight, it's Live with the Red Wolves. That returns to Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Attention members and guests, Butch Jones, along with special player guest, Corey Rucker. It's going to recap uh, that season opening win over Central Arkansas. They're going to look ahead to Memphis. They will answer questions from fans and also people that attend have an opportunity to win a prize from textbook brokers. Of course, if you can't make it out, uh, the show can be heard on 107.9 KFine and the KFine app that starts tonight at 7 o'clock. And for the Cardinals, struggles continued. Lost their fourth in a row. It was a 7-2 setback to the Dodgers last night. Former Cardinal Albert Pujols homered in the first inning after a lengthy ovation welcoming back to Bush Stadium. Team's back at it tonight. It's a 6:45 first pitch on 95.9 The Wolf. Of course, that guy is undoubtedly a first ballot future Hall of Famer. There's not really any discussion about it. It's going to happen exactly five years from when he retires. Whenever that is. Whenever that is. It's five years from then. Just mark it down. Uh, that's when it's going to happen. But uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is is actually tonight. And kind of an interesting induction ceremony is they're trying to cram in a couple Hall of Fame inductions. All into one as, as that got hijacked, sidetracked, whatever you want to call it, last year. Of course, for reasons that we're all well... All too familiar. Yeah, all <laughs> aware, well aware of at this time. But again, we're going to talk a lot about football today. But I, th- I thought we'd take just a, a little pause from a football, KavanaughCars.com question, and throw this this out there for you. I think everybody's going to have a different answer. And I'm just going to be interested to hear them if someone mentions the MLB Hall of Fame who's the first player that pops into your head and that is our KavanaughCars.com question 
I should have looked because I don't know off the top of my head how many players are in the Hall of Fame. It's a decent sized number. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, pick one of those, and that's your answer today for our question. I wonder how many will pick Rabbit Moranville. I <laughs> am slightly unfamiliar with that player. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's the only time we're going to hear that name today on the show. Probably. Okay. <laughs> but Rabbit Moranville is a Hall of Famer. One more time on the name. Rabbit Moranville. Okay, so like the animal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's what I thought you said. But just wanted to, to double check. Was a shortstop for the Dodgers and Cardinals, among others. Okay. Born November 11th. Back in 1891, there you go. There is your Robert Moranville information. Long career. He played in the majors for 22 years. But yeah, he was born uh, almost 100 years before I was. (laughs) So (laughs) It was not likely that you would have been told mm. tales of the rabbit. (laughs) Mm, No, no, I missed that one. Uh, There's there's no doubt. Again, uh, the KavanaughCars.com question today. Basically, who's the first Major League Baseball Hall of Famer that pops into your head? Uh, 9303776 is the number to call. As far as some other things that are on the slate for today, uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, of course, we'll dive into some A-State football talk. I have a couple short clips I want to share with you from Butch Jones from his press conference yesterday. We're not going to have 10 minutes of audio, and we're not going to listen ad nauseum to him comment about the quarterbacks. In fact, I didn't even split up a clip where he talks about the quarterbacks, period. But we are going to hear that and start to look a little bit ahead to Memphis and whatnot. Also coming up in the second hour of the program, I know you guys missed this big time yesterday. It's the CFL update. Yeah. We had too much going on yesterday. We couldn't squeeze it in. So we'll visit that coming up in hour two. Three down life. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, coming up tonight, again, we mentioned at long last the 2020 Baseball Hall of Fame class is going to be inducted in Cooperstown. So these guys back on January 21st of 2020 were voted into the Hall of Fame and then thought they were going to get to go through this last year. But of course, nah. (laughs) And then now they're actually going to get inducted. Derek Jeter, of course, is the headliner of the class. A guy who finished with 99.7% of the votes. Just so stupid, but that <laughs> might be a rant for hour two. Uh, he was really close to going in at 100% like his teammate Mariano Rivera, but uh, he missed it by a vote. One guy. Somebody go out and slap that rider. I'm <laughs> kidding. We are not promoting casual violence on the show. Maybe just shake him. But... Uh, Walker barely made it in. Larry Walker also gets inducted in this class, a guy who spent most of his career in Colorado, but also had some time there in St. Louis as well. And uh, he continued to jump up on the ballot from year to year to year until finally he finished at 76.6% and made it in. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, Those guys, in addition to that, they're going to be inducted along with Marvin Miller and Simba, Ted Simmons. That's my headliner going into the Hall of Fame. Should have had a much longer candidacy for the baseball writers. How long was he on the ballot? I think three years. Okay. His biggest fault 
was that he wasn't Johnny Bench. Yeah. And I'm sorry, he's a Hall of Fame catcher. Just he just wasn't as good as Bench, but who is the no. you know, Pudge Rodriguez and that's about it. Yeah. It's an incredibly short list. Yeah, that that's the list. At that position. Those are the two first ballot Hall of Fame catchers. That's it. Yeah. Bench and Pudge. Everybody else had to wait. With that induction, uh, for those of you that want to keep tabs on that tonight, I'm sure it's going to be, I haven't even looked because I'm almost 100% sure it's going to be on the MLB network. But uh, it will be, and the ceremony is actually going to begin, oh, at 1230. So we might be able to give you throughout the course of the show snippets from speeches based on, you know, what MLB beat writers are putting out on social media. So we'll be able to give you some of the headlines and some of the highlights from that coming up throughout the course of the program. So looking forward to that. Again, though, the KavanaughCars.com question. Who's the first MLB Hall of Famer that pops into your head? If somebody's talking Hall of Fame, you've got a clear picture of one player in your mind. Who is it? We'll have our phone lines open during the break, but I tell you what, we'll come back. We'll hit uh, a couple Real quick highlights from Butch Jones' press conference yesterday. So more on that when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Hi, this is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. AC issues in the summer interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your air conditioning repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the Moore same-day guarantee. We'll send a licensed, trained, and background check technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the Moore Assurance Guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. 870-336-2023. Next time you have a special occasion, make a memory you'll never forget with the help of Crown Limousine. Weddings, birthday parties, concerts, anniversaries, going out for dinner, or just because. Crown Limousine will help you make a memory that will last a lifetime. Choose from Crown Limousine's 14-passenger Hummer or one of their 10-passenger Lincolns. Crown Limousine has the right limo for your memory. Find Crown Limousine on Facebook and at crownlimo1.com. Call 215-0077 and reserve your next memory in motion with Crown Limousine. Near Ready Mix is a regional supplier of Ready Mix concrete serving eight counties in northeast Arkansas. High quality products with dependable service, residential, and commercial. Near Ready Mix is looking for qualified individuals to join our team with openings in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Blyville. Qualifications include DOT health card and CDL Class B with air brake. New competitive pay structure, sign-on bonus health care, and 401k. Call 870-935-6327. Near Ready Mix, that's 935-6327 and like Near Ready Mix on Facebook. Who remembers opening a checking account and selecting checks to fit your style? Well, now you can do the same thing with your debit card at the Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Whether your passion is nature, athletics, or even fashion like leopard print or tie-dye, drop by your favorite branch or look online at mebanking.com to see all our new designer debit card selections. The Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. 
Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. You'll be glad you chose Collision Repair to get your car back to normal after an accident. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Hello, my name is Sidney Moncrief. I've taken over 10,000 shots during my career. And one of them is the COVID-19 vaccine. It's safe, it's effective, and it will allow us to return back to normal. Let's vaccinate Arkansas so we can all get back in the game. It's the easiest shot you will ever take. Save lives. Get your vaccination. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Keith Merritt, Kate Carlton, all hanging out. And I uh, said we were going to come back, dive into some audio from Butch Jones. and Just really, really helps when you send that audio to the producer. Have not done that yet. Oh. I'm working on it. Uh, in the meantime, I guess I should throw back out the KavanaughCars.com question. It's a simple one. Who's the first MLB Hall of Famer that pops into your head? When somebody says Hall of Fame, who you got? Uh, that's uh, something you can weigh in on on the Ritter Communications Hotline 930-3776. In the meantime, just a couple of, of news and notes for Arkansas State. As, of course, Coach Jones and the Red Wolves have already started to turn their attention to Memphis, but uh, we're still catching up a little bit on what happened last weekend. Now, I know, I, I, wanna, I want a real question for you guys for a second. As we look ahead to next week. If James Blackman takes the first snap of the game when A-State's out there on offense, as a fan, are you going to have a meltdown? And if so, I'm curious as... To why look? I, look, there's no argument that Lane Hatcher played better last week. That the offense, for whatever reason, moved better, looked more in sync, and then, of course, the main objective obviously put more points on the board when Hatcher was out there. There's there's no argument there. But if for some reason Butch Jones decides it's Blackman, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to process that? Because I guess my overall question to you is what has Butch shown you so far that makes you think that he does not, or even does, deserve the benefit of the doubt? I guess... I'll I'll give Butch the benefit of the doubt. Um, To a certain extent, he has already succeeded because he's made Memphis try to prepare for both Blackman and Hatcher. They've they've had to spend processing time and practice time not knowing for sure who the quarterback is that they're going to face. 
And yeah, Jane, you know, Lane Hatcher didn't have a football touch the ground last Saturday night. He was 12 for 12. Almost couldn't do better. But it wasn't like James Blackman had been playing poorly. Now, Blackman missed, I think, one shot, maybe two. Where if he completes those one or two passes, it's an explosive play. Yeah, yeah but he didn't turn it over. You know, it's just, I'll give the coach benefit of the doubt. Now, I do want to say, before anybody gets all in their feelings about it, there's been no indication on who Butch Jones is going to start on Saturday. You know why? Because he spent three years studying under Nick Saban in the college football school of gamesmanship and paranoia. <laughs> and we're not going to know who the starter is until about the same time as we did last Saturday. When Butch Jones is talking about it on the 107.9 K-Fine pregame show. Or when they do the starting lineups on the K-Fine pregame show. By the way, I don't know if you guys caught this or not at the uh, the stadium on Saturday. When they did the starting lineups over the loudspeaker. They had both quarterbacks. There were 12, <laughs> there were 12 players named on offense. And I would imagine they will do the same thing <laughs> yeah, they this will. week. Yes, they will. So don't get all upset when you hear that. I keep saying, look, here's the, fans, you are smarter than this. Friends, you are smarter than this. You, you are a smart fan. I know the A-State fan base is intelligent. Every time there's a video where Butch Jones is out there praising James Blackman, everybody is getting all up in their emotions. Just, Coach, did you even watch the game? Well, yes, he watched the game. He's probably watched it seven times since Saturday. <laughs> But he's going to continue to praise James Blackman. He's going to continue to praise Lane Hatcher because he wants Ryan Silverfield to think that he's going to see either one or both of those guys coming up on Saturday just so it's more that the Memphis defense has to prepare for. My guess is both guys play, period. Could be. Against Memphis. Heck, we could see. But that's my guess. Again, just in terms of pure gamesmanship, we could see Blackman out there for the first drive and then Hatcher after that. Now, do I think that in any way, shape, or form from Jones, we're going to see anything close to the quarterback rotation that we saw from Anderson? I do not. No. but I, I don't would, think we'll see that. But I would not be surprised if some kind of gamesmanship, some kind of trickeration in the meantime, that involves some kind of shakeup of those quarterbacks just to keep Memphis off their toes. Look, I don't know if you know this or not, but Butch Jones wants to win these games. So... He's going to do what he feels like. Give him (laughs) the best chance to win the game. He absolutely, absolutely does. So, if if it's Blackman out there, great. Step off the ledge because there will be a reason for it. Right now, Butch Jones is one to know. So, right now, he gets the benefit of the doubt. Now, if it is Blackman and that blows up in his face, fine. We can come back on Monday and we can call him the worst coach who ever lived. <laughs> but. he He's heard that before, and it wasn't true then either. <laughs> he, probably still, he probably still gets it from a Tennessee fan or four every week in his mentions and probably will for the rest of his life. So I don't know if And it wasn't anything, true then and it's not true now. I don't know if there's anything the A-State fan base can do that's going to be more vicious than, <laughs> than what he's already saw or had to read.
but it's 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 gonna be okay. And look, I know that that this game coming up is an older rivalry. It's an older series. And I really think, you know, when we go back and we analyze the previous coaches that were here, all the five and five games, one of the reasons that Harson continually seems to be the most disliked out of the group is because of the way A-State played at Memphis and because of the way it seemed like he approached that game. I mean, that if you went to that game, that was just an awful, awful game. There was one seven-second redeeming moment about that game, and it was when J.D. McKissick did his awesome dive into the end zone from like eight yards out, and they turned it into a vine and put really cool music behind him. But the other 59 minutes and 54 seconds of that game sucked. That was a large egg. It was terrible. Great big egg. So I'm pretty sure that Butch Jones knows he cannot (laughs) do that on Saturday because that would be the quickest way to make people jump ship off the Butch Jones era immediately. In his second game, good grief. Now, I know college football fans have the patience of a tzatzi fly. And they aren't very patient. They want blood. They want it now. And so do college football fans. Well, it's not that he has to go out and and beat Memphis, you know, 47-3. to We don't have to see a Hugh Freeze score on Saturday. Heck, I think people... It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. We wouldn't even have a show Monday. We'd just play (laughs) highlights for two hours and freak out. All you have to do. And you know what? Everybody would be okay with that. You guys would be freaking out, fist pumping in your car along with us. It'd be magnificent. And in fact, you know what? I don't even know if I feel like A-State just absolutely has to come out with the win this game, although it, it certainly would be nice. But in the sense that there just has to continue to be some kind of growth with this team from game one to game two, and there cannot be a Harson-like outcome. By the way, I went back and looked really quickly because that was that was a really early game in that season. In fact, uh, that was September the 21st of 2013. And it was a 31-7 to loss. And it wasn't that close. No, not really. Was not that close. All right, I'm tired of being in my feels about it. Let's hear a couple of clips here from Butch Jones. Did I, did I actually get you the audio this time, Ken? Yeah, it's in there. All right, great. Uh, we're going to actually start with a clip from Jones that goes back to Saturday before we listen to him talk any about the Tigers. And this is a longer clip than we usually share for you, but he touched on so much about what happened with that team at the half. Because a lot of us, we just look at that game and we're like, oh, okay, well, Hatcher came in. So it was a lot of it was personnel. But he talks about so many of the different aspects that factored into why A-State, particularly the offense, was just so much better in the second half. You know, everyone wants to look at the eyes, look at the quarterback. It's just like, you know, the average person, when they go to a football game, they watch the ball. And so you never see about everything going around you. It has nothing to do with the quarterback. I think, you know, when we talk about managing critical situations, if you look at the tell of the first half, we were always behind the sticks. You know, we had negative yardage plays. We, we had no momentum plays. We had no big splash plays, no big explosive plays. You look at one of the things in college football and even in the NFL that's uh, 
a great indicator of winning our explosive football plays. It's hard to methodically move the ball down the field in today's world of football. We did not have big plays in the first half. We were behind the sticks. We never got into a rhythm or a momentum where it's second and four, second and three. You know, it was always second and 12, second and 10. And, and it's hard to play football that way. So I think the momentum of that, um, coupled with, with all that, we didn't do a good job of picking up movement and twist early in the game. I think once the game, when the game started, the game was fast for a lot of individuals, which it has never been that way. And again, I think a lot of it was anxiety. I think it was them of putting so much stress and pressure on themselves to do well. You know, God love Corey Rucker and love him to death. And he's in my office all the time. And if you watch Corey Rucker in the first half versus the second half, it doesn't even look like the same individual. And Corey and I spoke about that, you know, what happened. And I think these individuals wanting to do well so badly that, again, a lot of these individuals haven't, you know, Corey hasn't played much football here. You know, he had the great game at the end of the year, but other than that, you look like an Alan Lamar. He hasn't played football in a year and a half. He missed spring football. So a lot of these individuals were playing competitive football under the lights. And then I think the other thing you kind of think about is, is the individuals that played last year, too, we were playing in empty stadiums. So now you're going back and you're teaching, you know, of not getting caught up in the distractions. We need a great, you know, great uh, home field advantage and all that. But we have to focus on the task at hand, and that's playing football and not let all the distractions and everything else come into play. So I think there was a lot of great teaching moments uh, for us in moving forward. Yep. That, that happens all the time, all across the country. I think one of the things that has continued to give me optimism when I've heard, when I've heard Jones talk and, and things like that and some of the comments that he's had about the first half is, and I think as fans we noticed this, there was no lack of desire. There was no lack of effort at any point in time from any of the players. From the moment the clock started to when that final countdown to zero happened, there was, again, there were no questions <laughs> about about anything like that. There were just a couple of hiccups on execution in the first half. And as you heard Jones say, a lot of it was just due to the fact that this team was pressing a little bit. They wanted it so bad in the first game. There's always so much buildup going into game one, especially under a new coach, especially following the year that we just had where where I'm guessing everybody kind of appreciates it just a little bit more with so much uncertainty. You would think. Once they yeah. got the shook the, the nerves out and all of that, ended up being uh, pretty good stuff. Second half was uh, was a lot of fun. I got a hunch we got a guest who's about to chime in here, who's going to be excited to recap Saturday's game with us and also look ahead to what's coming up this weekend for Arkansas State. So welcome into the program, Arkansas State Vice Chancellor of Intercollegiate Athletics, Tom Bowen, who's with us. Tom, how you doing? Good, Kara. Hello, Keith. How are you? Doing well. Good, good. Uh, what's up? Hey, what's up? Let's dive right in. How did you enjoy your Saturday? 
Well, I want to thank everybody for being here. I want to thank all the fans and, and all the students and all the faculty and our great alumni and everybody that was here. I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, first opening game. The weather was perfect, and the team played very well and continued to play well throughout the second half and, and came out with a victory. So I really felt like people had a good experience. I didn't think we had a lot of, a lot of hiccups or issues, and felt good about the, uh, the, the, the entire day. So looking forward to this week of uh, having a bigger crowd and having more people come. I know Labor Day weekend made it hard for some people to get out, but we're hoping this game against Memphis brings out everybody. So we're hoping for a great turnout this Saturday. For us, for the fans, it's pretty simple. We show up and watch the game. What all are you watching on a game day? Well, you know, for me, it's about making sure that we're, we're professional, we're engaged, we're accessible, make sure that all of our people in, in every area that they choose to be a part of, whether that be the north end zone or the tower or the loge boxes or the or red chairbacks or any other part of the stadium, they feel, you know, that they're being listened to and they have a chance to have a good game day, game day experience and, and really just making sure parking and ingress and egress and everybody's tailgate's okay. I mean, really, it's really, it's about providing a, a great environment for our fan base, for everybody that comes so they can enjoy the game and then, you know, cheering in unison for our, uh, for our team. Yeah, that was one of the things that I noticed going to the game yesterday was uh, all the smiles and all the friendliness of the people that were there working. Um, they were all acting like they were glad to see everybody. And I was glad to see them, to be honest, because last year I couldn't go to the, the football games. This year I can and it was really enjoyable just to get to the press box, to get to the point to watch the game. Getting from point A to point B was fun. I, I would, uh, I would tell you, Keith, I appreciate that. You know, we made it a point in our in our staffings and our meetings all summer that it's real important that people have a, a kind of a reach. Uh, a refreshment opportunity, a kind of a chance to come back and be part of game day because for an entire season, no one was really a part of it. And we want to make sure people felt welcome back and safe and, and, and a part of this exciting new year in 21 and 22. So uh, I appreciate those comments. It means a lot to me and my staff. We worked really hard to make sure people felt welcome. I'm glad to hear that. That was your, your, uh, your experience. Looking forward to this Saturday. How could you not? It's Arkansas State's. Uh, most played series. It's a team from right across the bridge. It's a school where you were previously at. What's what's kind of on your mind is is this one with Memphis comes up on Saturday. Well, University of Memphis is a very special place. You know, I, I'm uh, have a very special place in my heart. You know, 2012 when I started there, built that football program, and uh, you know, again, I I, uh, I reach for them every week except uh, this coming Saturday, and I'll be bringing all we can from Red Wolf Nation and Arkansas State and putting down and making them uh, go home uh, a little less happy is our, is our goal. So for me, um, it's bittersweet. I'm very, very excited to be a part of Arkansas State, Coach Jones, and what we got going here. And, you know, I look at Memphis, and I'm very proud of what, what's happened in football there over the last seven seasons. So um, I'm excited for the game. It's a great robbery. It first came up here in 2012, and Ryan Applin put a show on us and, and sent us home. And I'll never forget that in my first day at the Arkansas State-Memphis game. So Looking forward to another great game by Arkansas State and, and a great crowd, and everybody needs to be here. It needs to be part of this excitement. This is a rivalry. This is a school that 
has a long history of playing back and forth, and and uh, it's kind of a chance to run the Delta here and, yeah. and be kind of the team in the Delta for this 21 season. So I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great football game. Tom Bowen here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. There's probably not too many ADs in the country that are in the situation that you're in this weekend where uh, the school is participating in a series that you agreed to, but on the other side of things. Uh, we've heard Terry Mahajer's version of, of how this series came about. Can you walk us through, you know, what was your thought process <laughs> at Memphis when you agreed to this one? Well, I, you know, Terry and I are very, very dear friends, and, and it was the right thing to do, and it was right to bring it back. They hadn't played in a while. Uh, when Terry and I both started back in 2012, we thought it was the right thing to do. We also played basketball in this in this arrangement, too. So I was very excited to, to be able to rekindle a, a, a very long-standing rivalry and a long-standing opponent at that time arkansas state was the opponent and now here as as the uh, vice chancellor of arkansas state memphis is the opponent and it's exciting to be part of this it, it has real history there have been some great games there's been some great outcomes and uh i'm i'm pulling for, for us in arkansas state to have the great the great uh, outcome that we want it to be here in, in jonesboro so it's one of those games you need to come out and see this is a football game you want to come see is it- these kids will play really really hard has anybody at Memphis ever actually seen the paint bucket? <laughs> sure. Sure. Come on, Kara. Come on, Lee. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> Nobody here ever seems to has seen it. I saw a picture from like the 60s, and I think that's the last time anybody's ever seen it. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. I'm sure it's around. I'm sure who's ever got the bucket's kind of bringing it out Saturday. What do you want to bet? <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I don't so. Know. So not that there wasn't already some some good intrigue coming into this game, but uh, even more fun here with with Tom Bowen. Uh, just one quick one more quick question because I know you've got a, a busy day, and then I think Keith has got sure. something else he wants to add in. But obviously, this series with Memphis, you know, we're just starting out the the first round of a four game series. There's another series that starts up in 2026, but. I know uh, scheduling is something you're trying to get started on for A-State football as there's starting to be some gaps in 2025 and later. Any any word, any updates you can share there? Oh, Kara, nice question. So uh, when appropriate, I will certainly leave uh, out the uh, interest of all and tell you who we're going to play. So we have a lot of people who want to play some non-conference, and we're working on it as we speak. But right now I have nothing to share. Okay. I would imagine that, that at this particular moment in time, future scheduling is uh, probably even more hurting cats than normal. <laughs> you know, Keith, it is. Right now there's a lot of tenuous kind of handshake agreements and uh, nod, nods, yes, yes. But as far as contracts being formalized, people are kind of waiting to see the domino effects of everything going on, what's going to happen with some of the new realignment. and so. But a lot of it is, is uh, in motion, and a lot of it is close to being put together to pen. But a lot of us are kind of taking a pause, as one would say right now, to see what's going to happen. Okay. Well, then I guess we'll just sit and wait, which none of us are very good at, but we appreciate the <laughs> Sometimes you have no choice but, but to sit and wait. <laughs> we appreciate the information anyways. Well, Tom, again, uh, we know you're very busy. Uh, we know that everybody's really looking forward to Saturday, so we'll see you out at Centennial Bank Stadium. Yes, and, and reach out to all our fans and everybody in Jonesboro. Come out and be part of a great football game. Come out and bring your family, bring your friends, and we need you here in, in Centennial Bank Stadium. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, guys. In Arkansas State Vice Chancellor of Intercollegiate Athletics, Tom Bowen. That was there with us. Our chat each week brought to you by our friends at Calmer Solutions. We take care of technology so you can take care of business. Are we really going to see the paint bucket on Saturday? 
I think we might see the paint bucket on Saturday. I'm kind of excited about the possibility. Kind of excited about it. I tell you what, I know we've got uh, D-Money on hold here. We, we have to hit pause uh, because we actually haven't taken our 12.30 break, so we're a couple minutes over there because we wanted to make sure and, and catch up with Tom Bowen. So we're going to do that. We're going to come back and open back up the phone lines, touch on that Memphis series when we return. Keep it with us on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step-by-step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hey, Red Wolves fans, this is Angie Gallagher with United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. It's the happiest time of the year. Football season is here. Join me in wishing Coach Jones and the Arkansas State Red Wolves the best of luck for a winning season. And remember, whether you are thinking of buying a home or selling your property, call me for all of your real estate needs at 870-219-515. From Jonesboro to Pocahontas to Hardy and Cherokee Village in Imboden, I cover all of Northeast Arkansas. And from one Red Wolves fan to another, let's go Red Wolves! Corn and soybeans back on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. September corn at 501 and a half, up five and three quarters. With December corn at 514, up three and a quarter. September soybeans at 1272 and a quarter, up three and a half. With November soybeans at 1279 and a quarter, up two and a quarter. September wheat at seven and a half, down eight and a quarter. With November wheat at 710 and three quarters, down nine. October cotton at 9612, up 71. December cotton at 9450, that's up 45. September rice at 1303, down seven cents. November rice at 1327 and a half, down six. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle at 123.57 and a half, down 17 and a half. December live cattle at 129.17 and a half, down 37 and a half. September feeder cattle at 156.52 and a half, up 25. October feeder cattle at 159.97 and a half, down 7 and a half. October lane hogs at 87.92 and a half, down 17 and a half. December hogs at 81.35, up 57 and a half. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Red Wolves fans, this is Coach Butch Jones, and it's game week. We need you in Centennial Bank Stadium this Saturday. Hatcher steps up, rolls left, throwing for Rucker, caught inside the 20. Rucker inside the 10, he's going to score. Touchdown, Corey Rucker from 34 yards out. Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. Jose works on a farm. Safety is important. His boss calls 811 to determine where it's okay to dig. This protects Jose from hitting an underground line and from serious injury. Because Jose can't tell exactly where or how deep the lines are, he doesn't dig until 811 tells him it's safe. The most important thing is that Jose works safe and goes home to his family. For more information, visit farmsafe811.org. A message from the Pipeline Operators Frag Safety Campaign. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. We're Kara, Keith, and Kate are all with you again. We appreciate Tom Bowen 
joining us in the previous segment. Talk a little Memphis A-State. Obviously, with the amount of time he spent there, he was... (laughs) I I, I bet he has this one. Had this one circled on. On the calendar. Got to. Since he got here. Uh, KavanaughCars.com question. Somebody mentions the MLB Hall of Fame. Who's the first player that pops into your head? So, obviously, all over the place today. College football, Major League Baseball talk. And you all can dive in wherever you'd like. Let's go to the phones. Check in with D-Money. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you today, Kara? I'm doing great. Uh, appreciate you being patient with us and holding through the break. What's up? Ah, no problem. No problem at all. I- I'm going to say this. I know everybody was disappointed with the number of people who were at the vault Saturday. Um, I was on the field working, and I can tell you, that might not have been a high volume of people, but the people that were there were really good and really loud. Awesome. They definitely affected the game, um, the enthusiasm, the electricity. You know, first half was kind of draggy. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. But that second half, it, they woke up, and the and the stadium was absolutely electric. So, whoever whoever went, good job. Congratulations. You did a heck of a job supporting the Red Wolves. Really glad to hear that report because Keith and I and, and Kate as well were all up in the tower and – Everything's kind of muffled up there, and it's really hard to get a good sense of just the overall vibe of the stadium, how electric it is, because you're behind, you're just, you're 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 not outside, yeah. You're not outside, you're under glass, and it's always kind of at one remove. You're watching the game, but you're at one remove. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you this, I spent the vast majority of the game probably about five to ten feet away from Coach Jones. And I'll tell you this, he's into it. I mean, <laughs> he, he is an intense dude. I mean, he, he uh, <laughs> if you want in fact enthusiasm and you want to look at somebody who, who's 100% bought in, he's 100% bought in. I, I would challenge anybody who would question his uh, motives as far as being here. Uh, as a stepping stone, I don't really know about that. Uh, he seems pretty wired in. Uh, he seems very engaged with uh, with the with the, the people around the stadium. Uh, seems very engaged with his players, and um, I, I I don't think that there's a lot of things to worry about. I think if he gets a job offer, you know, something in a you know, like say Ohio State or USC, yeah, he'd be foolish not to go. But other than something major, I think he's staying for a while. I really do. I'm ready to see a Coach Jones cam on the sideline now. Just one, oh, well, one he, steady feed when, of him. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the exact play because I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that to a particular young man. But let's just say a play didn't quite go as it was supposed to, <laughs> and he lit this dude up. I mean, met him at the numbers, and I swear, I you could have heard him ten, twelve rows up at Centennial Bank Stadium. He was livid. But, uh, yeah, it, it, he's, trust me, he is bought in, folks. That, do not doubt his commitment. Well, I know, I, I can remember one thing I saw that stood out. There was, that game was chippy a little bit. It never crossed the edge, oh, but it certainly, it certainly got up to it oh, yeah. numerous Came times, including to on the, the opening kickoff. But there was one play in particular where there was a significant amount of shoving after the whistle. And as soon as the A-State player got within, like, five yards of the sideline, Jones was in his face. Yeah. To let I'm know very well aware okay. of the play you're speaking of because <laughs> I was standing right there. <laughs> I got I got an earful and 
that particular play, I almost got run over. Luckily, I was able to get myself out of the way. I know precisely what you're talking about. Uh, there was a flag that was picked up yeah. that should have never been picked up because the dude jacked up uh, number 24 from the Red Wolves, uh, popped him across the face with no helmet on. So I can tell you point blank, I saw it, and yeah, it happened. Why they picked the flag up, I haven't the foggiest notion, but they, yeah. It, it was getting real chippy. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, it was tense, man. It was, a, it was, it was a lot of fun. The energy was great. And it was just great to be back in a crowd. Yeah. Just to have people on campus and see sounds. And people had some darn good barbecue going on. <laughs> I, I, I had to walk into the, to the, into the facility past, uh, tailgate city. Yeah. God, love. I was tense. Um, there was one in particular, I don't know who owns it, but it's a big grill with a track, with a, a chain thing to rotate the meat. I don't know who you are, and if you're listening, God love you. It, just the <laughs> aroma was divine. It's like people spent all of last year, all right, we can't go tailgate, so let's make sure when we get back in 2021, all of our recipes are perfect and our setup is immaculate and we're ready to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me, whoever this person is, uh, yeah, you got it on task, buddy. And uh, you could throw me an invite. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't hurt my feelings. Now, I'm, now I'm, we get I've to the purpose been, of the phone call. This is this I've, is the I've only never, reason D Money called. I've, I've never been shy around food. Uh, I'll just say that. And on to your question of the day, I think of two people in the Hall of Fame. One who absolutely, positively should be there, but because he uses his First Amendment right and expresses his feelings about things that go on in this country. Kurt Schilling is not in the Hall of Fame, which is an absolute atrocious thing to have happen. Just because he says he's a conservative, I think that's absolute crap. I can see why, you know, McGuire and those guys aren't, because they choose. They cheated. But Schilling, for no other reason than his political beliefs, and they're not radical. And I always, of course, you always got to think of Babe Ruth. I mean, how can you not think of baseball and think of Babe Ruth? I mean, it, it's like, you know, apple pie, mom, and the flag. And the big fat guy hitting dingers. <laughs> <laughs> Eating hot dogs, chasing ladies, and drinking beer along the way. But he was, you know, he really is the one that brought the baseball into, I mean, it was already in America's conscious, but he just electrified it and made it what it was. So, you know, a debt of gratitude goes to him, you know, in you know, you've got so many guys in so many different sports that you can say that about, you know, over the generations. So, but no, I, I said I, I had a great time Saturday night at the ball game. Looking forward to Memphis. And, uh, you know, just guys, go out and enjoy it. Yeah. It's a great atmosphere. I mean, the, the, the tailgating area, they've done a great job. Those wolf eyes that you yeah, walk yeah, through, yeah. dude, they are lit, literally. <laughs> um, it, it is cool. So, I mean, it's, it's a good experience. And um, and it's good football. I mean, it really is. It's really fun. So go out and enjoy it, folks. Support the kids. They deserve our support. No doubt. D-Money, we appreciate the phone call today. Hey, again, Kara, if you get that phone call as to who's got that barbecue pit thing going, you probably <laughs> ha- you have my number. You got me I on know. Twitter. Pass the deets along. I'm <laughs> hungry. We got it. Oh, sorry, I cut him <laughs> off. I apologize, D-Money. We'll find yeah. you. I promise if I get info on that tailgate, Demon, I will, I will find you. I do know multiple different platforms to be able to reach out. 
So no worries there. Hey, one quick note. Something I, I haven't mentioned that I do want to point out because I thought it looked great. You know, D-Money mentioned the wolf eyes there at the tailgate that have been there for a couple seasons. But there were just small tweaks around the stadium that I thought were, were really nice. I like the wolf eye tarp on top of the east section. Yes. I, I think it looks good. Um, those seats, just look, they're not used. They're just, nobody wants to climb up there except like some kids that want to climb up there because it's really really high no adults want to climb up there but then also one thing i want to point out that i I thought was fantastic and i think a state athletics should be committed on they changed out the ring of honor signage which of course if you look at the west seats they've got the ring of honor there and this is something that's the side we sit on so i don't know if you guys noticed this you know kate and keith but i saw it in some pictures and that signage had been it had gotten kind of old and faded. And, of course, A-State's colors, red and black, they they fade under the they sun. They tend to fade, yeah. So they took those white and red sides off the west side and replaced them with black and red. And they look very sharp. They're updated. They look fantastic. And uh, they're going to add another one of those this year in Jerry Muckenstorm. So pretty cool stuff so i i thought that was a really really nice touch we are way overdue for a break let's hit pause we'll be back in a moment here on the ticket we are the station that always has our howl on northeast arkansas sports station 95.3 the ticket i'm dan patrick and this is above the noise remember all those tom brady quotes in new england like i'm just taking it one game at a time and it's all about execution Oh, yeah, that's right. Brady never said anything with the Patriots. But now that he's in Tampa, he's making up for lost time. He recently told the Tampa Bay Times that he had COVID during the offseason and that he plans to keep playing in Tampa for a while. But one thing hasn't changed, his attention to detail. He's also complained about the new rule that allows players to switch numbers. He plays the Cowboys on Thursday and said that last-minute number changes make the offense's job much harder. Maybe that sounds like a get-off-my-lawn take, but you can't doubt Brady. He hasn't won seven Super Bowls because of just his talent. He wins because he's obsessed with the small things, the details. He'll probably figure this out, but his complaints once again show just how he approaches the game now and why he's the greatest of all time. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last year, there was a victim of identity theft. Every three seconds, a criminal could be spending your money, applying for loans in your name, damaging your credit, even selling your personal information on the dark web. Unfortunately, you could miss certain threats to your identity by just checking bank statements and monitoring your credit. The solution? LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock sees certain threats you might miss if you're just monitoring your credit and alerts you if they find something that could be suspicious. Plus, if you become a victim of identity theft, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist is dedicated to your case and will work to fix it from start to finish. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock by Norton can help protect your personal information so you can keep what's yours. Save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code PATRICK. That's LifeLock.com, promo code PATRICK. Whether it's football or football, Play It Again Sports can get you ready for the field or the pitch this season. Go by Play It Again for football or soccer cleats, pads, shin guards, socks, even helmets. And of course, if you need a ball for practice at home, Play It Again has those too. 
And don't forget to bring your used equipment by Play It Again and turn it into cash. No matter if you're playing America's game or the beautiful game, the season is here. And that means it's time for you to get by Play It Again Sports at Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Great vision matters, whether you're on the field or in the stands. That's why Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas is here to serve you. Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for a variety of eye conditions. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center also has the most comprehensive selection and expert stylists to find the perfect fit for you to look your game day best. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule your appointment today at our Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pocahontas locations. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. So, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. A couple minutes left in this hour. Still a lot to get to in the second hour. We'll have more open phone lines for you to weigh in on our question, weigh in on some college football talk. There's all sorts of stuff going on today, but let's get Keith's answer to the KavanaughCars.com question before he bails on us. I've been to Cooperstown. I've loved it. Stan the Man Musial. When I went to Cooperstown, they had Stan's Locker up as one of their exhibits. They also had the Cornerstone from Ebbets Field That's as, cool. as an exhibit. I didn't think your real honest-to-goodness answer was going to be Rabbit Barrenville. No, no, that was... <laughs> who can I think of that a lot of people don't know because he played a long time ago? By a lot of people, I think you should just say almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> almost almost none of us have heard of Rabbit Marinville. But hey, we learn today. Learn something new every day. It should be the goal in life. Yeah, I learn something new every day. Yeah, so you helped us cross that off the list today. Yep. So we appreciate that. Uh, more on that uh, coming up in hour two. We'll look again at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Is the that's second going guy on today. I think of is George Kell. Why not? Local Hall of Famer. Because he's ours. Yeah. <laughs> not too many of those across all sports. Nope. But, yeah, he's Northeast Arkansas Hall of Famer. There are a few. But it's a short list. It's a short list. <laughs> it's a very short list. Pretty cool stuff. We'll continue to take your feedback on that an hour or two again. If somebody mentions the MLB Hall of Fame, who's the first player that pops into your head? A couple different answers today from some of you who mentioned players who are not in the Hall of Fame. But still, that's who you think of. We'll look at some of those answers in the second hour of the program. But more on college football, Cardinals talk, CFL update, all of that's coming your way in the next hour. Keith. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out. Again, keep it here. More to come in hour two of the Workday Red Zone.
Rose will lose well with your Wednesday ticket sports update from KDA, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. It's time for this week's edition of Live at the Red Wolves with the members and guests at Lost Pizza Company on Southwest Drive this evening. It runs from 7 till 8 o'clock on 1079 K Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield, presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. You can hear from head coach Butch Jones and reigning Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Week, Corey Rucker. As they recap, they went over UCA last Saturday and look ahead to this Saturday's matchup with Memphis. Well, Albert Pujols did it again last night. Unfortunately, it was for the Dodgers at Bush Stadium. As L.A. rolled past the Cardinals 7-2 in Game 2 of their four-game series, Pujols with a solo homer with two out in the top of the first to get the ball rolling for the Dodgers. It's Adam Wainwright on the hill for St. Louis this evening in Game 3 of the four-game series. First pitch at 645, pregame 550 on 95.9 The Wolf. And former Cardinals Ted Simmons and Larry Walker will be enshrined in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York in the 2020 class later this afternoon. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the ticket. Handed off to Lamar, running left. He's in. Touchdown, Alan Lamar and the Red Wolves. Take the lead for the first time tonight with 8:21 remaining in the third. After their Week One win, Butch Jones and the Red Wolves try to move to 2-0 Saturday as they host the Memphis Tigers. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K Fine. Coverage begins Saturday at four with the Mid South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show. That's followed by the Centennial Bank pregame show at five and kickoff at six. And stay tuned after the game for Wolfhounds, presented by Baird Auto Group. Live from the Embassy Suites Jonesboro. A-State football is sponsored in part by Hytrill, Vision Care Center, First Security Bank, Hilltop Family Dentistry, JT White Hardware and Lumber, Crown Limousine, Magnet Motor Company, Elite Eye Care, Hijinx, Arkansas State University, Max Prairie Wings, NEA Golf Cars, Mr. T's, and Renner Communications. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Perico get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars and Perico. You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. Yard Envy. It's a real thing. The guy three houses down has an amazing yard. Why can't my lawn look lush and healthy? Well, he uses J&K Lawn and Tree Service. Whether the job is large or small, commercial or residential, J&K Lawn and Tree Service offers incredible lawn care. Call 870-897-1329 today. Overgrown hedges, troublesome trees, or unwanted stumps, J&K can take care of that too with tree removal, trimming, and fertilizing too. J&K also has a 10% discount for seniors and veterans. Call 870-1329. Make your lawn the best on the block with Jay and Kay. Attention members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and 
Union Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. The workday red zone halfway through the day. Heck, we're almost halfway through the week. Just a reminder that it's Wednesday for those of you struggling with that due to the short week. I know yesterday felt like a Monday, but it was not. I don't know what today feels like, but again, I have been told that it is Wednesday. Tom Bowen joined us earlier, so that that definitely, definitely means it's Wednesday. Definitely Kara Ritchie and Kate Carlton with you in the KDA studio right now. Uh, 930-3776, that's the number on our Ritter Communications hotline. The KavanaughCars.com question today. If somebody mentions the MLB Hall of Fame, who's the first player that pops into your head? I'll be honest, our most popular answer today on Twitter is not one that I expected. And that's Pete Rose. I can understand why that's so many of your answers. But just not... (laughs) I guess because that's not my answer and because he's not actually in the Hall of Fame, I I didn't really think we would be talking a lot about Pete Rose going into today's program. But I I get the response because he is still a somewhat polarizing figure around baseball, although it seems like he gets less polarizing as the years go on. And there's just more and more support for him to be in there, although it seems like there is less and less movement of that actually happening anytime soon. So, interesting. Interesting feedback from all of you. Again, uh, you can chime in on the phones, also on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, or by using the hashtag WDRZ. More on that in a moment. Let's go to the phone lines, check in with Zach. How are you? What's up, Kara? Hey, what's up, man? Not much, you guys. Having a pretty good hump day so far? Don't hate it. Yourself? Same here. It's cool. It's cooled off some. It's nice outside. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to complain. Yay. But, uh, I have no excuse other than to clean my gutters later. Fun. Time. Nice. Good time. Good time. Yeah. Love it. Woo. Yeah. Homeownership. Well, i tell you what. I want to wish a happy birthday to the freeloading phenom. Redwood Mark he is the big four or five today, guys. He's approaching his mid-40s and uh, still as, uh, uh, you know, spunky as ever. So, happy birthday, Redwood Mark. All right. Happy birthday, Red Wolf Mark. Yeah. Getting better with age, guys. He's like a fine wine. He's, he's trimmed down to almost uh, right at 200 pounds. Good for him. He has been working hard. And I, I'm being well, I'm being legitimate in, in that. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck. Good for well, him. Same here. Same here. I just hope I hope Saturday Saturday was probably a huge cheat meal day because you got a lot of free food and a lot of free fattening food at that, guys. So uh hope it was uh, maybe it was a, just a big cheat day Saturday or maybe he's bulking for the winter. Who knows? It's, you know, it's fall and winter. You Falcon season, you know what I mean? So, anyways, but uh, congrats, Mark. I hope someone out there buys you a free meal for your birthday. There you go. I'm sure somebody will. Yeah. Um, I got to go with what D Money said uh, last hour. I mean, uh, Kurt Schilling's got no link to gambling or PEDs. 
I mean, he, he was there from steroids, as far as I could tell. He's built like my older brother, uh, sloppy and rotund. So you, you never, you know, uh, mistake him for being a bodybuilder on, on steroids. I'll put it that way. <laughs> no. But I'm not talking about Jeff either, so don't 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 throw me under the bus there, guys. <laughs> but uh, no, Kurt Schilling, eleven and two postseason record. I mean, he's a member of the three thousand strikeout club. He's got two World Series rings. Was the MVP of the 2001 team that beat the Yankees? He's part of the Diamondbacks. I think he was part of that team with, uh, I think him and Randy Johnson, Randy Johnson were the big unit, was both co MVPs of that series. But, uh, and then, of course, joins, uh, I know this is going to hurt, Kara, so just brace yourself. Uh, you know, played for the Red Sox in 04 whenever they beat St. Louis. I mean, do you, you think know? that I haven't seen the bloody sock before? It's like the most <laughs> famous image in baseball, or one of. One of the in our in our lifetimes, yes, one of, no doubt. Yeah, but no, you know, he he also won a, almost won a third one in in, in Philly back in '93. Of course, that you can blame that on Wild Thing Mitch Williams. But uh, I mean, he's went to the World Series with three different teams. And like I said, I, I agree with the money. I think it's a lot of his political views, which I think is wrong. I think uh, notwithstanding those, what he did on the field, I definitely think he is deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. Don't y'all? I'm going to throw out a counterpoint, just for the sake of argument here. Counter. Counter away. His initial year on the ballot, 2013, <clears throat> he only received 38.8% of the votes. And so right. as his time on the ballot has lengthened, his vote totals continue to go up and up and up and up. And back in 2013, he wasn't outspoken in so many of the ways that we see now. So, if he wasn't, so what is it then? Huh? So if he what wasn't, if he wasn't good enough then, why should he be good enough now? Well, I just are his stats. I mean, do y'all think he doesn't? His stats don't don't. Oh, I, I do. But again, I was throwing out a counterpoint. That's fine, and it was very counterworthy. Well, thank you. But do you two think that he's got the numbers to be in the Hall of Fame? There, I mean, yeah, probably. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he played for twenty years and had a career ERA of three point four six, which. Over a 20-year career, that's a pretty solid ERA. It is, and then again, right. you throw in the postseason highlights, mm, and yeah. that goes into it as well. 3,000 plus strikeouts as well. I mean, you know, just I've always liked his playing. I like watching him play, uh, you know. But, yeah, uh, what, it didn't this last occasion when he was on the ballot, he said, if I don't get in this year, just take me off. I don't care anymore. He did. He did actually ask to be removed from next year's ballot because there was nobody. I for, I kind of forgot that earlier this year, back in January when the voting was announced, <laughs> that nobody was elected in on this year's ballot. Nobody. This is an empty class, which hasn't happened a ton throughout the years. But I, I guess right. it'll be interesting to see when that next ballot comes out in, what, December or, or early January of next year, if he's still on it or if they did, in fact, remove him. Right, right, yeah. Well, he'd be mine as well. Like I said, Pete Rose, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the gambling. I mean, like I said, I don't think gambling improves your performance on or off the field. But uh, I, I definitely feel Pete. But I think that's a foregone conclusion, guys, you know, with Pete. It's just the whole, he did the major no-no, bet on baseball. So I'm going to go with Kurt Schilling. And right quick, uh, NBA Hall of Fame ceremony coming up this weekend, correct? I'll take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I heard. September 11th. It'll be, you, you know, y'all probably watching Memphis and A-State play around that time. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm so kind of focused on college football, on-the-field action, realignment talk, plus uh, trying to be mad at the Cardinals. I, I don't have anything. I don't have any room in my brain left for anything else. Well, I'm not so concerned about that, but Paul Pierce, uh, who was on the ballot, he's going in as well. Okay. Him and ESPN split ways after he threw a house party and he had strippers he had rented for the uh, for the night, I guess. Uh, and uh, I guess ESPN, to consideration, thought it was a bad look, fired him, and then I think one of his agents said, you probably need to apologize for your behavior because it could impact your, uh, you know, your chances of getting in. He said, I'm not doing that. He didn't. Of course, it didn't impact him, but he said... You know what I've done is nothing wrong. I'm not a married man. I'm retired. I'm single. He said, uh, "I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm, you've got guys in the Hall of Fame that have that have been habitual drug users, and and you know that have been arrested for battery. I've done none of the above. Um, I kind of see where it's coming from. I don't think you did anything wrong. I mean, I guess because they're under the Disney umbrella. Would that be the be the reason there? Yeah, I mean, look, your employer at the end of the day can fire you for almost any reason. That's just that's the way it is in most states. That's the way it is here. Uh, you know, if I put out some kind of video on social media that my boss did not agree with, there's a good chance you'd never hear me on a microphone again. That's just the way it's set up. Yeah, um, but I'm getting back to the Hall of Fame part. Why should he be penalized? He for, shouldn't look be. At my he shouldn't be. He should not be. He shouldn't yeah. be. Right. Period. Full stop. There's very few things that there is usually a moral or ethical clause that's that's written into a lot of this Hall of Fame voting. I I don't know if it's the same way in the NFL and and, uh, the NBA, but it certainly is in in MLB. And I mean, heck, yes, you go out and you commit a violent crime against another human being. Okay, fine. That's that's we'll have that conversation then. And I would not be likely to vote for somebody uh, who went out and did that. But everything else, it's just kind of ethically ambiguous or depends on what side of the aisle you're on i'd look at the stats yeah. and don't get me wrong i'm not a paul pierce fan i thought him saying he had better career than d wade was one of the stupidest sound bites i've ever heard but you know him having to apologize for not doing anything illegal but by what some people's standards would be considered you know uh uh not very classy i don't think that should impact your you know your chance of getting into the hall of fame but anyhow as long as he didn't try and pay him in usher bucks i think he's all right no doubt. All right, guys. Well, hey, once again, happy birthday. Red Mark will be called in here, and you guys can send to him for a change. Hmm. See y'all. See ya. This is, yeah, no, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to hear that. Again, uh, KavanaughCars.com question. If somebody mentions the Hall of Fame, who's the first player that pops in your head? I think today's responses <laughs> are, are interesting and kind of look at the bigger picture that, again, what – continues to be talked about a lot in baseball is not necessarily the on-field play, but some of the controversy that continues to swirl around the sport. Um, With so many of your answers today being people who are not in the Hall of Fame, it just constantly seems like even... in in on a day like this where so many players should be celebrated, it's, it's the debate about other things that can at times overshadow it. Now, I don't necessarily think that's going on nationally. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people today, you, you read around some stories, a lot of people today are spending the day celebrating Jeter and and Ted Simmons and Larry Walker and, um, gosh, who was the other one being inducted? Marvin Miller. Yeah. I think that seems to be the big focus nationally. But I do think 
and I'm one of these people that there's just a lot of frustration with with the topics that continue to swirl around baseball. Nine three zero three seven seven six. Our KavanaughCars.com question. Hey, this. You're gonna be surprised. It's brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. Uh, if you haven't been to the website in a moment, you should absolutely go ahead and pull that up in your browser. And what you'll be able to find is first things first. A screen that says we buy cars. Here's the thing with Kavanaugh. They don't necessarily mean for a trade-in. I know that's what you typically think of is you're going to take your car up there to Kavanaugh and then you're going to get a new one. You don't you don't have to do that. They will just they will just buy your car. It doesn't have to be for a trade-in. Now, if you do want to trade it in, right there on the website, you can figure out what your trade is going to be appraised at. And of course you can shop through all of their inventory. That's on the Kavanaugh Kia or the Kavanaugh Ford or the Kavanaugh Hyundai lot. But uh, again, just so much you can do there online at KavanaughCars.com. That's it. Pause. There's still a lot of things I want to get into today. I don't know which direction I'm going to go next, to be honest with you. I don't I don't know if I want to be all whiny about the Cardinals. Um, I don't know if I want to talk H-State in Memphis. I'm debating. I'm going to do a coin flip during the break, so stay tuned. How's that for a tease? Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket is adding another hour of local programming. Hey, this is Cade Carlton. Join me and Andrew Bowen every weekday from 2 to 3 right here on The Ticket for our newest show, The Setup. We'll talk all things A-State, college sports, professional sports, and whatever else the topic of the day might be. And we'll interview a wide variety of guests from local and national levels. It's The Setup weekdays 2 to 3 right here on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. What's your favorite place in the natural state? Show us. Enter Farmers and Merchants Bank's My Favorite Place in the Natural State photo contest, and you could win one of three big gift baskets packed full of Arkansas-made products. Enter through midnight September 19th at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Enter the My Favorite Place in the Natural State photo contest with three gift baskets awarded full of great products made in Arkansas. Brought to you by 95.3 The Ticket and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. I've been a farmer all my life, and I know how important it is that we never miss a season. So let's vaccinate Arkansas to stop COVID-19. It's safe, effective, and rigorously tested. Do it for yourself, for your family, and for Arkansas. This is our best shot to get to the other side of the pandemic. Save lives. Get your vaccination. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Football is here, and this promises to be the biggest high school season ever here at the EAB Sports Network. Here's the rundown. Catch Jonesboro Golden Hurricane football on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. The Nettleson Raiders are on 94.1 Bob FM, while the Valley View Blazers can be heard on 101.3 News Talk KBTM. And this year, we welcome Brooklyn to the EAB family, with every Bearcats game airing on 101.7 KISS FM. Then once the games go final, you can tune into The Ticket for the Kavanaugh Auto Group's Friday Night Lights High School Scoreboard Show to get all the final scores, plus hear from coaches and broadcasters around the area. It's just one more way the EAB Sports Network is bringing local action to area fans. Our high school football coverage is brought to you by First National Bank, NEA Baptist Hospital, Real Estate Nate, Jonesboro Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, and St. Bernard's. From pregame coverage at 6.30, 
journey right through the final scores. We've got you covered. Don't miss high school football action each Friday night right here on this EAB Sports Network station. Volunteers age 55 and older, driving results through service, making a difference for generations. This is Senior Corps. Visit nationalservice.gov. This message brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral, or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Karen, Kate, hanging out. 930-3776. We're starting to get answers from you all on the question of the day that uh, are actually players in the Hall of Fame. Again, if somebody mentions the MLB Hall of Fame to you, who's the first player that pops in your head? A lot of the answers today have been about, I guess, more uh, controversial figures. Again, Pete Rose is the most popular answer today. Torrance chimes in with a couple of guys. He says he's got two. Hank Aaron, Reggie Jackson. Good ones, no doubt. The end of round, one of the first responses today. As he mentioned, Thurman Munson. We'll continue to take your answers as uh, the 2020 Hall of Fame induction ceremony is today. Obviously, they weren't able to do that last year, so they're making up for it today. Uh, Ted Simmons, of course, gets his long-awaited induction today as he was voted in by the Veterans Committee. And in fact, he was voted in back in December of 2019. So it's been quite a wait for Simmons to be able to make it. And of course, that's just the wait since it was official. Waited a whole lot longer following his career. But uh, as you can guess, reading a lot of comments, quotes from him, saying that it was absolutely, definitely worth the wait. I guess it'll be worth the wait for the Cardinals to get their next win. I guess. I don't know. This team is in a four-game skid right now. And I'll be honest with you. I have not paid a lot of attention over the past few days in terms of this series with the Dodgers. And I really think Sunday's loss to the Brewers just kind of kind of broke me as a Cardinals fan this year. There have just been so many different heartbreaking losses lately. You know, every week, somehow the Cardinals manage to have a loss that is worse than their previous worst loss of the season. You can't do that every week. You can't do that as a team. You can't do that as a fan. And this most recent one, again, Sunday, a 6-5 loss in the Brewers where the Brewers were were down 5-1 to one, heading into the ninth inning. That one was too much. I mean, it's Wednesday and I'm still talking about it. In a sport where they play every day. It's not like it's a, a football game where you got to stew on it for a week until you can get back out on the field. We played two games since then and that's still the one that lingers. Guess because it just seemed like there was so much there for the taking with that game and the Cardinals couldn't pull it off. You knew this series with the Dodgers was going to be crazy tough. And it certainly was as they opened that series against Max Scherzer who's really, really good, if in case for some reason you haven't been paying attention. 
And then last night, uh, just more of the same. The Cardinals really weren't able to do anything offensively. And it was a 7-2 loss there to the Dodgers. Of course, you also had the emotional aspect of it with Albert Pujols being in the lineup. He's not in the lineup Monday, was in the lineup in this one. And then what happened? Well, hit a home run in the first inning where he drew a 40-second standing ovation. Got a hug from, quick hug from Yachty, of course. And then, uh, yeah, immediately went yard. Of course, there were other three. There were also three other home runs hit by the Dodgers in that game. And now all of a sudden, J-Hap looks like the J-Hap that the Cardinals got from Minnesota. He looked really good for about five starts. And then now it's just back to bad Hap, where his ERA is north of six. So... Cardinals now have to try and find a way to pull themselves out of this funk. Of course, they do get the boost tonight in the fact that uh, it's going to be Adam Wainwright on the mound, who coincidentally was on the mound the last time they got a win. So you got that going. But it's really easy right now to just to lose hope, which is also kind of wild because on the flip side of it, apparently nobody wants to win the wild card. So it's not like all of a sudden the Cardinals have just tumbled out of the wild card standings. They're still in the thick of it. Any one of like six teams could get hot right now and win the second wild card in the National League. I mean, there are one, two, okay, five. I was off by one. Heck, I don't know. Maybe the Cubs could get hot and still get back in it because none of the other five teams up there want to win right now. Yeah. The Padres are five and five in their last 10 games. They cannot get it together with their pitching. The Reds, They've lost seven out of their last ten. Cardinals have lost six out of their last ten. The Mets were terrible for like a month, but now they've decided they want to be competitive again. The Phillies are like, oh, wait, we're still in this too. They're playing kind of well, but it's just it's just such a mess. Cubs are only ten games back. <laughs> that might be, might yeah, be a little they, much to make yeah, up they, in they, three they weeks. That up. But with all of these other teams, these other five teams that are separated by three and a half games, It's just kind of a mess. And it's frustrating to see the Cardinals be so close to getting to that point, but then being drawn back to to 500. I don't know what's going to be different over these next few weeks, and, and I don't really have faith for there to be anything different. Because, again, what have we seen over and over? We've seen a couple series lately where the Cardinals have been close to taking a series against a really good team against, like, the the Brewers and just do something to shoot themselves in the foot, primarily with the bullpen, and just have it turn into turn into a mess. So it's really hard to kind of get over that feeling of, of epic, imminent disaster every time you turn on a game. However, if you still are inclined to watch or listen tonight, uh, listen, particularly on, on 95.9 The Wolf, first pitch is going to be at 645. So got that going for us. Baseball tonight. Mitch White starting for the Dodgers. He's one of the only Dodger starters that doesn't have an ERA that starts with a two. So I guess that's positive. Of course, he's not bad. His ERA is only three and a half, but there's that. Just hoping for another typical Wainwright start because he has been the glue that has kept the rotation and pretty much all of the <laughs> playoff hopes alive as of late. 
I do wonder if we'll, we'll see anything different over the rest of this week if there is the opportunity. I really have not. I, I know he's in a little bit of a, a hard place, but Mike Schultz has obviously got to do something significantly different with his bullpen management. And I wonder if we'll see that over the next couple of games. If there is a situation where, you know, the, the Cardinals are up and it's late in the game, what is he going to do other than one of the three of Cabrera, Gallegos, Reyes? We know Reyes can't close. And also Reyes is at a point now where he can't be used really in any kind of high leverage situation. Cabrera should be fine for a couple of days because he stunk <laughs> <laughs> back on Sunday. So it's he'll be fine for about four more appearances and then he'll have one game where he stinks again. But you've got to be able to put somebody else in some high leverage situations and get some innings out of them. Because those three guys are just not steady enough to consistently be the only three to do it. And I, I know Mike Schultz knows that. He knows his team a heck of a lot better than I do. But there's going to have to be some guys that are given chances. There's going to have to be some guys that take advantage of those chances. If this team wants to do anything other than finish as an also-ran again this season. I do think it's it's interesting how the crowd is starting to respond. And I know that still this year, you, you cannot compare attendance in any way, shape, or form to 2019 levels. There's still a lot of people staying at home due to social distancing and, and concerns over COVID. But I haven't looked at what attendance was for last night's game. But it was not very much. And I kind of thought that was a no-brainer. That there would be a lot of people there to check in on Albert. Now, not that he starts every game. So it's not like you had out-of-town people trying to make it a priority to, to get there and watch that one. But it was announced pretty early in the day that he was going to be playing in that game. So maybe not enough time for you to randomly just take off in, in Jonesboro and head up there, but St. Louis and its surrounding counties, <laughs> they could have made it easily. Attendance was listed as 34,500 people. And I would actually, just from the insane amounts of empty stands, it looked about 10,000 less than that. 76% capacity for a game featuring the return of Albert Pujols. That would have been unthinkable in 2019. Yeah, yeah. But yet. It's also a midweek series, too, so that's kind of a little weird. And you got football going on. I I don't know. It is, but you go back to, to two weeks ago for random games, and you're talking about attendance of 25,000, 26,000. I think the fans have finally decided that we're going to send a message that just having a team out on the field that might get a wild card isn't good enough. It's a city with championship expectations. So being a maybe playoff team is not going to be good enough. And that's what's been the case for about uh, five years. So I think fans are finally responding at this point in time. All right, uh, the baseball winding is over. We'll hit pause. We'll come back. We've still got a lot to check in on in terms of Arkansas State. We'll talk a lot more Memphis with you tomorrow. But there's just a couple quick notes I want to share with you guys on the Tigers that kind of jump out from their last box score, uh, their win last week against Nichols State. We'll get to that when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. 
Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95-3, the ticket. Hatcher off the play action, going deep right side, looking for Rucker again, and it's caught for another score. Corey Rucker with his third touchdown catch of the night, and Lane Hatcher is on fire. After their week one win, Butch Jones and the Red Wolves try to move to 2-0 Saturday as they host the Memphis Tigers. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 Cape Fine. Coverage begins Saturday at 4 with the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show. That's followed by the Centennial Bank pregame show at 5 and kickoff at 6. And stay tuned after the game for Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group, live from the Embassy Suites Jonesboro. A-State football is sponsored in part by Bill's Cost Plus, Jim's Pawn Shop, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, George Kell Motors, More Air Conditioning, Calmer Solutions, Gazaway Ace, Max Prairie Wings, J-Towns Grill, Collision Repair, and Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Linux Industries has 300 positions to fill and is now offering brand new seasonal shift incentives. Hiring bonuses from $2,000 for first shift and $2,500 for second shift. Starting pay from $1,525 on first to $16 per hour for second shift. Plus excellent benefits including full medical benefits and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses. Increased starting pay up to $16 an hour. Come join the Linux team, the leading agency. HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com slash careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. Whether you're starting out or starting over, Payless is the name to remember for home furnishings. How about a queen mattress for only $99 or a heavy-duty washer for $15.99 a week? Name brands like Ashley, Maytag, Samsung, Sealy, and more. No credit? No problem. Payless has flexible payment plans and on-the-spot quick delivery. So, starting out or starting over, Payless is the place for quality furniture with locations in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pigott. Visit us online at shoppaylessfurniture.com. That's shoppaylessfurniture.com. Why pay more when you can pay less. Attention members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. More than 90% of poisonings happen at home, huh? but there are things you can do to keep your family safe. Visit poisonhelp.hrsa.gov or call 1-800-222-1222 for tips on how to poison-proof your home. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back. 9303776. The number on the Ritter Communications Hotline. If somebody mentions the MLB Hall of Fame, who's the first player that pops into your head? Uh, we will table the baseball talk here for just a moment because I want to touch on some A State football, of course, this weekend. I am really looking forward to what the scene is going to be like at, at Centennial Bank Stadium uh, for game two of this Arkansas State season, welcoming in Memphis to town in. <laughs> A series, whether like it or not, this is these teams are, are going to have a rivalry this decade. You play too many times not to. 
And what happens usually? Familiarity breeds contempt. So it'll be four trips over the bridge for the Memphis faithful in this decade. This is the first one of those because, of course, we're in the start of a series, 2020 to 2023. And then this series resumes later on in the decade. So going to be a whole lot of it. We'll talk a lot more about Memphis tomorrow. In fact, uh, Tigers beat writer Evan Barnes of the Commercial Appeal is going to join us tomorrow at 115 to touch on Memphis. But I want to touch on just a, a couple quick things going on with their team. One, they are not starting their original starting quarterback. And it's not a situation like with A-State where they had a guy in there and they made a switch and, and the second guy was more effective. Their, originally, their original excuse me, starting quarterback is, is going to have surgery. He's injured. They brought in Grant Gannell, who is an Arizona transfer in the offseason. And Gannell was like Mr. Texas high school football. He attended, or excuse me, he had just about every kind of Texas quarterback record you could have, which is wild. I mean, just think about Think about Texas high school football. Come on. But he set all kinds of records during his high school career. Uh, went to the University of Arizona. Then after a couple years, transferred over to Memphis and won the starting job there. Well, he's dealing with an injury. He's going to have surgery on Monday. So instead, we're starting a freshman at quarterback. And for the most part, he was fine in week one. But the Tigers open against Nichols State. So... It's not like this was a high level of competition, which is probably ideal for Ryan Silverfield. You get to start your freshman quarterback against an FCS team. But here's something that that really stands out from their box score from game one. As you can imagine, they moved the ball well against Nichols, right? Uh, 587 yards of offense. That's, That's a lot. But they were not good in the red zone. They had nine trips. To the red zone and the red zone score percentage ended up being 100 percent. they turned every single one of those trips into points but on five five of those nine occasions they had to settle for a field goal okay. so a little bit inconsistent there in terms of being able to to move the ball inside the 20s we have unfortunately seen offenses like that in, in Jonesboro, a, a team that can just put up a ton of yards, but then not necessarily a ton of points. I mean, heck, if you go back to last season for A-State, I think they were first in the Sunbelt Conference in total offense in terms of yards, but like fifth in scoring. Again, 587 yards for Memphis. Nine trips inside the red zone, but five field goals. So something to keep an eye on when it comes to Next week comes to Saturday. I'm sure that is something that Silverfield is <laughs> very aware of and diligently working on this week to not have those red zone trips come out with, with so few points. Uh, one note on A-State as well. And obviously, any, any stats that you're looking at right now, I mean, it's such a small sample size. It's week one. Got a game to look at. But I want to tell you my favorite stat from last week. Something that just... Really caught my eye. I thought it was fantastic. And it was how A-State fared defensively on third down. There were only two teams in the country that held their opponents to a lower third down conversion percentage than Arkansas State. 
UCA was 1 of 12 on third down. That's 8.33% for those of you that don't want to do the math in your head. Only South Carolina and Boston College were better than that. Now, that number is going to go up, by the way, dramatically. Yeah. In fact, the best team in the country last year defensively allowed their opponents to convert about 25-26% on third down. So, I mean, if you <laughs> if you keep if you have that number under 10% for a season, you're like the best defense of all time. So that number is going to triple, quadruple, whatever. But you go back to last year for comparison's sake, and that number for A-State was, was in the 40s. I think it was about 45%. So I, I think that A-State can do a good job this year in keeping that third down defense number lower than what we saw in 2020, but uh, I also feel very confident it's not going to be as low as 8%. So let's enjoy it this week. It was a great performance by that Arkansas State defense on third down uh, throughout the game. Now, of course, this week, it's been just kind of a a weird week. You know, yesterday was obviously a busy day as we try to combine Monday and Tuesday into one show and recap everything from the weekend. There were absolutely a lot of things we missed, and, and that's okay. Sometimes that happens, but there is one big thing we have to make up for. That's right. It's time to head to your nearest Tim Hortons. Turn up that maple syrup and make it bubble. It's a CFL update. Everybody's favorite Canadian band that I can never ma- name when uh, we play this, but that's okay. All right, first things first. No status changes for any of the Red Wolves of the Great White North. Kevin Thurman, Kyle Wilson, Ronnie Bingham, all remain on practice squads. KT with British Columbia, the other two players with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Meow. Additionally, Justin McKinnis remains on the one-game injured squad uh, for Saskatchewan. Yeah, the one-game injured list for five straight games. Make it make sense. Anywho, on to the action. Let's start with the not great news. Calgary is still bad. As they lost to Hamilton 32-20. to Of course, uh, the Stampeders' offensive incompetence is our gain. As that means Cody Grace was called on to punt several times. Five times last weekend. He averaged 45.4 yards per punt. Yay, Cody Grace. It also meant uh, more time for Chris Odom on the field. And in his second game, he doubled his output from last week. So he recorded two tackles on defense. And yes, that is defense with a C. Calgary heads to Edmonton looking to pull themselves out of the cellar in the CFL West on Saturday. Meanwhile, it was points, 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 more points for Money Hunters. Montreal Alouettes is a top to Ottawa 51-29 last week. Hunter recorded three tackles in the game as Montreal forced a fumble and three interceptions on defense. Again, that's defense with a C. Fun fact. There are more than 350 kilometers of bike paths in Montreal. (laughs) Do I know how far that is in miles? Absolutely not. And I refuse to look it up. So you guys have fun with that. That's this week's CFL update. Fun times. I'm ready for all the rest of these dudes to get active. I'm ready for McKinnis to finally be healthy. Then everybody else needs to get upgraded from the practice squads is what needs to happen. That'd be nice. Uh, looking at the other Red Wolves. No, not the NFL Red Wolves. The other, other Red Wolves. The Washington football team Red Wolves. Yeah. Uh, look, hey, that's not necessarily a thing right now, but it's also not 
not a thing? And uh, what I mean by that is in the latest news from the Washington football team, J.P. Finley, who covers a team for NBC Sports, has said there are eight final names remaining for Washington. One is Washington football team. There's also the Red Hogs, the Defenders, the Armada, the Presidents, the Brigade, the Commanders, and the Red Wolves. So something interesting to keep tabs on there. Finley does say that uh, he thinks it will be the Commanders. That's what he's thought pretty much since the beginning. But I know there has continued to be a significant amount of support from that Washington fan base for the Red Wolves. It's a name they like. Uh, It's actually really fun to go on Instagram and some other social media sites and see the creativity from that Washington fan base because they've they've already designed like the logos and the uniforms and everything. They've really gone all out to make it, it. It's really cool to look through and just to look at the creativity and imagination of some of those fans. But as far as what has to happen for that to happen, I don't know. Look, I I could sit here and lie to you and and play Twitter lawyer and pretend I know anything at all about trademark law, but I just, it's it's so far over my head, it's not even funny. But this this is a fact. A-State does own the trademark for Red Wolves when it comes to sports. There is, you know, a little bit of of wiggle room there is, we've seen, you know, there are high schools across the country that, that adopt it. But they can't necessarily use that same logo. Yeah, there was a time where A State was battling with like a, a soccer team. Somewhat, there was a yeah. legal thing there in terms of the trademark. Well, there was also like two years ago, three years ago, I think it was Lake Hamilton tried to use like the exact Red Wolf head on their helmets, and they tweeted it out, and then they did not get to use that Red Wolf head on their helmets. No, for <laughs> and I'm to be. Apologies to the Lake Hamilton fan. That logo was hideous. They changed the coloring of it, yes. and it was like two yes. colors that that contrast. I didn't have an issue with the the wolf head per se, but the colors they used on it clashed and kind of made my eyes burn a little bit. But that was that was a trademark issue, and they weren't allowed to use it. Um, so so I don't know what's what's going to happen next. If I had any friends that were trademark lawyers, I might try and reach out and, and find out. But I I got some smart friends, but not trademark lawyer friends maybe we'll see if we can find out over the next few weeks but but uh, I did just want to update because again that that is a continuing developing story it's not a situation where Red Wolves is out of the running it continues to be in conversations in regards to the Washington football team I just don't know how many of those conversations are being had on social media on message boards among the fans and how many of those conversations are being had among the lawyers which is the far more important uh, people when it comes to whether or not this will ever be a reality for Washington or not. But kind of fun to think about. Because, look, if Washington did decide to do this, there would have to be some kind of agreement with Arkansas State, and there would probably have to be some dollars that changed hands. So kind of fun to think about. Would it be enough dollars to get a turf field at <laughs> Tomlinson <laughs> Kell? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What's, uh, what's the asking price for A-State? Again, just something fun to think about. We do need to go ahead and take our last break of the show. We'll do that now. We'll come back, wrap things up here on the Workday Red Zone. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. 
Hey, everybody, it's Matt Stoltz. And Brad Bobo. So everybody seems to have a podcast these days, and, well, we've decided to join the party. We'll release a new episode every Tuesday. Of course, we'll talk about what's going on with the Red Wolves, but we'll also be able to talk about some things we might not always get to. That's right. We'll have interviews, behind-the-scenes info, tell plenty of stories, and have a whole lot of fun as we talk about everything A-State. It's the Second to None podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. Save up to $5,000 on select models during the Big Dealer Appreciation Event at Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro now through September 10th. Stop by their location in the Highland Shopping Center and see their huge selection on Facebook. The Big Dealer Appreciation Event is going on now at Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need, but why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey folks, Clark St. Chris with Harris Ford. If you're currently in the need of a car, truck, or SUV, please come to Harris Ford and view our vast selection of new and programmed Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs, plus an unmatched selection of used vehicles in tip-top shape with really low miles. President Awards service at Harris Ford, exit 85 off of Highway 67 at Newport. You'll like what we do. St. Louis Cardinals baseball is here, and once again, your home for the cards is 95.9 The Wolf, thanks to 1812 Pizza Company, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Purcell Tire and Service Center, Glen St. Motors, Air Choice One, Hilltop Family Dentistry, Boars Kitchen and Bath, Hearing Specialists, The Oldham Law Firm, Windlake Furniture and Appliance, Russell's Truck Accessories, Late Again Sports, Ignited Gifts, Gasway Ace, Clark Property Insurance, Harris Ford, Legendary Supplements, Orville's Men's Store, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Craighead Electric, Skytrans Mission, Calmer Solutions, and Southern Chef. So I'm having this debate with a landlord. I said, no pets. Can't rent you the apartment. My dog is not a pet. Look, I'm legally blind. I need my guide dog. Sorry, those are the rules. Rules that allow for housing discrimination? So I made a call to HUD. Turns out, landlords must make reasonable accommodations for assistance animals. If you think you've been discriminated against, call HUD at 1-800-669-9777 or go to hud.gov slash fairhousing. Fair housing is your right. Use it. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Okay, random question that has... Absolutely nothing to do with anything we've talked about in the previous hour and 46 minutes of the show. What is a hat maker called? Are they, is it like a haberdasher? Is a hat store a haberdashery? Am I pulling words out of the atmosphere? I could have looked at this probably during the break, but it did not occur to me. And I have issues with typing and talking at the same time. So I'm really not, not sure. Uh, This question, by the way, inspired by Cam Newton, who surely has his very own hat maker on call. 
recently released a video today talking about his release from the New England Patriots. Said he's he's not going to retire. He's still got more football left in him. And I'm sure there were actually some very interesting things he said in the video, but I was very distracted by by his hat. It's a great hat. It's a fedora, but it also has like a, um, you know, like the big feathers that are on the marching band it's yeah. hat. It's like a mixture of a fedora and a marching band hat because it's got <laughs> the huge feather. It's got the fedora. It's fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. NFL, uh, ready to go tomorrow. So exciting that the NFL season is back, which uh, for some of you, that means watching the games. For some of you, that means spending an entire Sunday on your fantasy app. But however you enjoy the season, I hope you do. Certainly looking forward to it. Fun stuff here on the ticket. We're going to have the very first game of the season for you. As uh, the kickoff to the year begins on Thursday night. And uh, again, you'll be able to catch it on the ticket. Cowboys and Buccaneers is the ticket is your home for Dallas football throughout the season. So 720 is when that one kicks off. Pre-game coverage will come your way, I think, around 645 or so. So a full day. So really, really looking forward to that as, as they kick off the season. Meanwhile, tonight on the EMB Family of Stations, of course, it's live with the Red Wolves. That'll be over on K-Fine. Really excited to hear what, you know, Butch Jones has to say. But also, their special guest is Corey Rucker. And I'm looking forward to hearing his comments as well. Because surely there's not a player in the country that's had a better two-game stretch than Corey Rucker's last two games. Is there? I mean, I certainly don't recall any other players going yeah. out and have, having 300-yard receiving games at the end of last year or starting the season with one of those this year. Or seven touchdowns Gosh. in two games. And, uh, and not to be a negative Nancy here, but he he dropped one. Or we'd be talking about eight and another 16 yeah. yards to add to that. But I'm looking forward to hearing from him. He, he's, he was somebody who Butch Jones has already put out there in front of the media several times, uh, which shows you the level of trust that Coach Jones has in Corey Rucker. But he's just, he's, he's a good kid. There's absolutely no doubt. And a great player. I cannot wait to see what he does next. Again, he's a, he's a second-year freshman. He's going to be at A-State for a minute. Don't want to put too much pressure on the young man, but wide receivers out of Mississippi have a tendency to be able to go do things yeah. for Arkansas State football, especially ones that wear the number seven. I really think, I guess for the rest of all time now, the number seven should be reserved for a wide receiver out of Mississippi. <laughs> Because it's going, it's going pretty well over these last uh, six years or so. So I think that just needs to be a thing from here on out. Not that I want to tell A-State football how to run their program, but I think I think that needs to be needs to be the game plan. Number seven, a wide receiver from Mississippi only. It's the only guy who could wear that number. Uh, pretty much last call here, but 9303776. We want to get in on the phones. Again, our again our question for you today: If somebody mentions the MLB Hall of Fame. Who is the first player that pops into your head? Some very interesting answers throughout the course of the program today. But uh, you can still get in on the phones with us. I mean, I think about a guy like Hank Aaron. That's who immediately jumps to my mind. Cade? Um, Babe Ruth, obviously. That's, that's the cliche answer, but... Uh, Babe Ruth for sure. 
I don't know of anybody else really that I just kind of Jackie Robinson maybe. Yeah. But I went and looked. There are 333 inductees into the Hall of Fame when you consider players and uh, other people who are inducted for their contributions to the game, whether that was coach, manager, owner, whatever. 333. It will be interesting to continue to watch the voting next year because, you know, some of you mentioned Kurt Schilling today. He's a guy that uh, fell just short this year. 71%, 73%, one of those which, of course, you've got to be at 75 to be able to get in, and was asked to have his name removed. So will the Hall of Fame honor his wishes or not? Will he change his mind before then and say, hey, you know what? Last year on the ballot coming up, go ahead and and throw me on there. I guess we'll, we'll find out in, I think that comes out in either early January or late December is when we start to see that. So it'll be a few months. We got a lot of stuff to get to before that happens. Looking around at other news and notes today from the sports world, a little bit of a quiet day is again, the NFL season cranks up tomorrow. Of course, we've got week two in college football. There is some baseball going on right now. Seattle leading Houston two to nothing, but uh, elsewhere, it's pretty much just conversations about uh, NFL kind of tweak their rosters, getting ready for the season. But nothing significant of note, which is great. I'm kind of glad it's a, a calm day in terms of continuing football news. felt like, unfortunately, one of the biggest stories in week one out of college were how many significant injuries that we saw, you know, impact players from um, at least conference championship caliber teams, if not national championship contenders. There, there were, unfortunately, just a lot of players that you saw updates that they had torn this or broken that or tweaked that and were going to be out for the season. I felt like, unfortunately, once it got to Monday night and I was watching that game, that's what a lot of the information was on the scroll Sunday as well. So hoping that week two can be a little bit safer Yeah, for everybody around the college football landscape. Also, maybe people by week two will know what targeting is. Uh, I doubt that. I that that's yeah it um that that was kind of ridiculous monday night it was it was very ridiculous monday night four and one half is yeah that, absurd I, has there ever even been four in a game much less a half not any game that i have watched in person or on tv four is four is a lot that is a very big number and again that continues to be one of the lingering issues in college football is that we're still discussing this, I don't know how many years later, and that nobody seems to know what it is. Nobody seems to know how exactly to apply it. Nobody seems to understand that it should be applied fairly across the board, no matter what the logo is on your helmet. It's just continually kind of nuts, but... It is what it is. Hey, that's a wrap on today. Do want to give you a heads up that coming up tomorrow, of course, Keith Merritt will be here with us for hour one. But we're going to start off the show talking some tennis with Arkansas State women's tennis coach Kel Lang at 12.05. Also at 1.15, it'll be time to talk Memphis Tigers football with commercial appeal beat writer 
Evan Barnes. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. It was a great day today. Thank you to Keith for hanging out in hour one. Also appreciate Tom Bowen giving us a ring. That interview will be up later at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by the drive at three o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at seven. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Have a great, great day.